Welcome everybody, amazing and beautiful people. Thursday, November the 10th, 2022. The live streams will start soon. I give a moment for everyone to gather on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. And we are going to start this special episode 91. And I do this with uh, a playlist of my own that I created. All the songs that you're going to hear in the background uh, will be to celebrate that 23 years ago I became a Scrum Master. So it's all about 1999, the last year of the last millennium. Novelty will follow after that. And we're going to talk about this today. It's not just about me. It's about also the collective altogether. Already a chat. Is it Anna testing? Yes, Anna. Welcome, everybody. So come in, come in into the Agile Lounge, the virtual Agile Lounge, here in my studio and on this closed location in Montreal. With the music of Alpha, come from heaven, somewhere, not here. And I let you the time to go, and I'm going to go see and seek a couple of things here. While you're entering the Agile Lounge for Business Agility, the monster had come after 22 23 years now of practicing practicing scrum yes we practice scrum we unleash pattern even of business agility and anything else any s s shit else that people talked about so let's see here Yeah, because today I'm taking it easy. It's a Thursday. It's my Friday because I'm going to fly this weekend for San Salvador. I'm going to go back to it later. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. I just leave you the time. 9 a.m. on the East Coast of North America. It's about 3 p.m. for my folks and fellow in the Northern African coast and Europe. So for you, it's another mood. I was going to put some kind of more techno and trance music that Beatle and I love, but I said to myself, mm, just maybe, just maybe that people of the East Coast and even maybe Central Time, it's even earlier, will not be that much happier with this 1999 music. But we're going to play some and we're going to have like musical break into this uh, show that is also recorded for the uh, Daryl Agile podcast, another one of my monster that I created. So let's see here if I've got everything. Here we go. Oh, and by the way, you know that your coach AF loves, I love coffee. So cheers to you. I got a new uh, cafe from Matteo. Matteo is doing very nice syrup without aspartame, without sugar. This one is Caramello, Caramello d'Italia. Well, it's good. It's good. It's very good. And yes, you could buy me a cafe. If you don't want to send me Satoshi or Bitcoin or Monero, please, especially on Rumble and YouTube, you have the link to buy me a cafe. It starts at $3 and you just show your appreciation or maybe it's a give. It's a gift for me. So, um... As we say in Scrum, and I'm your Scrum Master today, always leave five minutes, and we agreed with those who are already here. 
So shall we agree to leave again another three minutes, another song uh, before I go with telling you my story of how I've been introduced to Scrum and Lean at first because I was agile before agile. It was 1999 for God's sake. So we agree? Yes? We have an agreement that we leave another song to let people in this agile lounge for business agility. And the chat is open. I might pay attention again towards the end of the show. It's still a Friday Live Agile, even if we are a Thursday, because tomorrow it's less we forget for our grandfather and stuff who fought for us, who fought for our liberty. Whatever your opinion is about the war, I won't go into my first bachelor degree of political science. Of course, I know. Of course, I know there's something else behind the war. But at the end of the day, wherever the purpose of war was, especially in 1911-1918, this is why we celebrate tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And some other people will celebrate to remember who you really are, and I agree with that too. But I'm from a French-Canadian old family, and uh, my grandpa on my mother's side was born in 1900. Can you imagine that? January 1900. So at the end of that first war, you see, I don't call it the Great War. He had 18 years old, so he escaped that one. And by the time Second World War comes, he was too old with too many uh, people. And he was working at the shop Angus as a kind of a, well, he started like a carpenter, like all French, Canadian and Irish. And he, um, yeah, he unfolded to become a kind of a, architect or something or designer they, they call it back then uh, working with uh, the Scottish and stuff so and uh, maybe we'll have time for that little story about uh, butterscotch <laughs> and my trip that same year 1999 I was a great year I was 24 towards 25 years old would you imagine that alright guys so somewhere not here from Alpha in the background I think I think at 9.05 we could start that show and so I will lower the music. Oh, and I forget. Just before lowering the music, are we live everywhere? Tell me in the chat, please, for those who are listening live. Let's see it here. Yes, we are. I live Sorry for the feedback. Yes, we are. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I love to say it like Nassim Aramain, our French accent. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And once again, if you'd like to support that channel, my fully and everything, please, please, please. Huh? I should have started with smash the like button if you haven't already and share it to anyone to spark their mind and to novelty and to radical management. And by the way, on LinkedIn, I saw... Uh, the great and amazing Steve Denning that I salute. He said he will come and watch my anniversary of being innovator, being entrepreneur, being a scrum master, among other things. So I don't know if you hear Mr. Denning, but I salute you. And I can wait to grab the copy of your new book that I read your post yesterday. Um, it was about, if I remember correctly, let me see it here. Digital age firms that will need, I know that that's my way of sharing it with the CEO of a great company I work with. 
uh, online business system. I salute them too. John Frederick, uh, Tim Simmons, the executive there that trust me with agility and strategy. So my title was more like to share your article, Mr. Denning, was digital age firms that will need business agility, the future of management with radical management. I love your ID, sir. I know you inspired a lot of my late master, Mike Beadle. So your book will call, will be named what again? Let me see. Ah, your new book called Managing in the Digital Age, a diagnostic tool. And you, 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 you put a great post on LinkedIn yesterday, probably somewhere else, with an excerpt from the chapter four. So thank you so much for that. And I can't wait to go and grab a copy of the book physically, if it's possible, here in our nice library in downtown Montreal. And um, yeah, so um, I really thought that online business system company I work with in Winnipeg, Manitoba, also have office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They are the innovator of that digital era and they do great Great, great, great professional services in both digital transformation. And I'm going to put in the pine comment of YouTube and Rumble the link to uh, to go see what amazing thing that they do. And they also do customer engagement or for those, the old the old guy from CRM and, and call center, uh, customer engagement was uh, called uh, in 1999, um, customer experience. So I'm sure that, uh, that sure they will be interested by this new book of yours, Mr. Denning. Uh, in the Cambridge business funding and new ideas. Uh, and I just want to remember everyone that uh, we're going to talk about this first book of Scrum. Uh, that was my training uh, night reading. Uh, that uh, Steve Denning and Mike Beadle are pioneer uh, of uh, business agility as a model of management back in 2010. Correct me, sir, in the comment below if I made a mistake about it. But that's my memory when I start working uh, seriously uh, with uh, Enterprise Scrum for business agility creation of Mike Beadle. He uh, taught us in my first lesson with him about this. Uh, scale if you have to, but scale the business first. Make your revenue. Create a unicorn inside a dinosaur. So that was the thing. And uh, and please, yes, I'm welcoming 30 new subscribers on YouTube. It's amazing. But I would love the Rumble to give me some love. Uh, rumble it on Rumble, uh, subscribe and hit the notification. And uh, it's it's too low on Rumble and the future is decentralized. The future is alternative platform, if you ask me. Always been an early adopter. <clears throat> so I'm always part of the 3 to 15% of anything. Remember having a contract at uh, Rogers uh, for the merger with Fido. And I was among my first, I, was the, I, had, the, I had the first iPhone. And amazingly enough, uh, two years before, I was under no disclosure contract, uh, working as a CX consultant with a team of amazing people in Copertino, uh, building that iPhone 2. I'm not kidding. It was the beta, was it they called the iPhone 2 beta? And then I saw uh, the smashing on the wall. And then after that, uh, we all uh, appreciated uh, the executive convincing Steve Jobs to launch, launch it before Samsung will. So it's all about, uh, it's all about that. Be first into the market, be the first, be the real McCoy. And that's why people call me a purist, but I couldn't care less of the opinion of sheep, only working with high potential P 
people who wants, like we say with Mr. Owen and Mr. Mizik in the open space, the first rule is people who are coming into the open space to be creative and co-creative and co-actively participate in building something, they are the right person. Those who don't come, they're not the right person. Like I probably did this morning. I'll have to watch my email after that. But first, we're going to do some business um, about uh, for those who still believe in Agile transformation. Well, we have to meet people where they are. And now, as I said, all the music you hear in the background, if you still hear it, because I lowered the low volume, and we're going to do some break. Uh, but it's all um, about 1999. I don't know if you guys remember 1999 for those who were born, because I know I have a lot of followers who have the age of when I started, uh, and Ocean, Ocean, she's my daughter by adoption. She's in Oxford, so probably for you it's about two two p.m. If you catch it live, or I don't know. And um, yeah, you were you were born, you were born the the April after in two thousand. It's amazing. You're twenty two years old now. You are going to have twenty two years old. So you you were there after my first year of scrumming. We used to say that. So, um, 1999, for those who remember, I was completing my first uh, bachelor in political science. I uh, still wanted to do astrophysics, but that will come later in 2003. And 1999, I was probably somewhere in May or April, lining up with a bunch of great friends for the uh, Star Wars, a new, I uh, know. Star Wars was not a new hope. It was the Phantom Menace. Everything was a menace. And of course, we have all seen for the first time the Matrix, the cyberpunk, uh, geek, philosophical, spiritual, materialistic, all blended together. What is the Matrix? And um, so that was the year when I was still um, a kind of, uh, they call me back then, a kind of a coach. I was a coach already in call center helping uh, a team of about 20 some people achieving a wiser way of doing cross sales and um and i was uh, put in charge of this uh, uh first testing of live chat first testing of, of a lot of things and um i know after couple of years doing my first business and DJing from 96 to 99, those first three years when I was doing my first bachelor and stuff and working at Cirque du Soleil as well. Actually, I was coming back from Kidam tour uh, that I stopped it in somewhere in New Orleans and I flew back in Montreal that, that summer to complete my bachelor. Actually, it was the winter. Anyways, so many things. Like 1999 was a, a big tunnel for me, a big private moment. And um, a group of engineers and their consulting, consulting firm that I was working with back then, um, on a beautiful morning, like we have this fall here in Montreal, kind of, it was a nice fall because a lot of people have short memory. They think about climate change. Well, this exists, yes. Climate change exists constantly. We learned that in physics as well. But that's another story for another time or maybe another channel. But I remember uh, Jean-Yves and, uh, and McAllister, Two nice engineer. McAllister was working with him for the implementation of a more robust, dynamic way of 
of uh, training the people that will come into the call center to be the first back then, 1998, 1999, that was very innovative. Now today we talked about it and we laughed, but could you imagine like they, they didn't have only receive calls. That was the first experiment into multitasking and multi-channel, having this live chat to chat live, not a bot. That was a person after a call could go into a chat, also responding to email and stuff like this. So, and we used to call that e-services. And you love my way that I was so much an early adopter and them. And then they asked me to work for another client in the West Island of Montreal. They were building a um, simulator and training simulator that have to be online and shared across the world. That was also back then at the end of the century, a kind of a very novelty. I don't remember. I think there was a mix of COBOL code and this kind of Java that was not even like, it was an open source type of Java under C Sharp. Please, programmer out there, correct me if I say something wrong and put some link for us to educate ourselves about this great geeking thing of how Java emerged and how it was um, incorporated into, I think, the C Sharp or C++. I don't remember, but they were like, they were experimenting themselves. That was crazy. Mm. So Jean-Yves and McAllister in the office in downtown, they took me into a lower building cafe. And that was the kind of the weather that we have this week uh, in Montreal. Uh, not like kind of mild, dry, uh, you know, nice, fresh. I love autumn for that. It's my probably favorite season in the Northern Hemisphere. And um, they, um, we went for a coffee, of course. It was probably uh, 8.30-ish. And McAllister um, had that book. I don't know if you're watching Mescalister, but nice memories. He had that book. He handed it over to me with my latte. And he says, uh, Alex, I want you to read this, and I want you to build a secret scrum team in both of our office and to work with those guys. Um, I think it was in Los Angeles. So already, like, you know, not even know that. And when they asked me to be a scrum master, I said, what? You want me to be a Toastmaster? Because back then I was interested in improving because, yes, I was shy. I'm still shy. Shy or introvert. Watch my uh, my take on it with um, Isabel Gérard. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about introvert because, yes, I am introvert more than shy. I realized that. But back then, I thought I needed to be, um, you know, I thought I needed to, to be kicked ass and uh, I wasn't interested in those group of Toastmasters. So when I came with the, 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 the term Scrum Master uh, back in November 1999, I said like, oh, really? Is that... Um... So I said like, I don't know. And I started to read the book and red, yellow, green, blue, red, blue, yellow, green, blue, that from Ken Schrauber and Mike Beadle. But actually the real title, if you could see it here, it's uh, Agile Software Development, you see? Agile existed before the manifesto, guys. Oh, surprise. And it's with Scrum. And, and today, it's, it should be there. And, and for those who try to replace Agile software development by the uh, counter-revolution of Ding Winting Well and these other engineers, but this kind of not-so-bright engineer, not-so-high-potential engineer that created the scaling Agile framework with Scrum, there's a problem here because you'll see the value of Scrum 
and the self-organized, decentralized way of Scrum. It's far away from the centralized PI. From the that's why we say SFE in our community, including Mike and Ken here. It's SFE because it's not agile. It's just scaling, and it's a framework that even my colleague uh, last week we spoke about it. He said it's not even a framework. It's kind of a process procedure toolbox like discipline agile will do so yeah and and again let's try to be agnostic here i don't want to bash our stuff like i could understand i'm client first i'm people first and some setting i agree that these type of thing could work but don't come and tell me that you are doing if it's only technical you are not doing agile software development with safe and certainly not with scrum or extreme programming, okay? So stop it. You could do safe if you want, be my guest. Like a great PMP of mine, when we have a discussion about the other type of framework that classical project management could use uh, and they could incorporate stuff. So I don't mind about someone call himself or herself agile project management because in a set setting, uh, they might uh, want to do uh, this kind of... Uh, how could I call it? They could call, um, they could want to do a more project management way of doing things. That's okay. And, um, and then do, they will incorporate some technique uh, to advance the project. But again, this is not hybrid. This is not agile. This is not nothing that you try to create as a systems. But then again, let's be open mind. Why not at a certain extent? But uh, I prefer to be on the side of the uh, real McCoy. And real McCoy, there was this great uh, black, black American engineer uh, that had a formula to uh, make a steel, um, to evaluate the quality of the steel by the deepening of, of the uh, atomic center of all molecules that will make that specific thing. So that's an every slide of, 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 of steel at this stamp of real, and they call it real McCoy because of that doctor. Interesting story. So I love to use that term in memory of first Black America, Bravo, because we talked about uh, the uh, the late uh, 19th centuries. So, um, and I've learned that with a great Asian friend of mine in the Black History Month uh, back in the day, probably in 1999. Because 1999, I was a young boy, really more slim than that. Uh, uh, Full-on uh, opening and stuff. And that's, that's the thing. That really morning, we talked about it. We talked about uh, which designer, which developer, how we should incorporate uh, the business. Of course, in that setting, uh, we didn't have to market anything uh, except to please the space agency that will use the, the tool that we were going to build. Um but that was it. So um, they and me that book, they say like, uh, read it because they explain kind of the system. I've learned it was an organizational system uh, to help people using the technique of agile software development. So that was the origin for me. And, um, and, uh, and before going on, um, I would like to make my thanks to Karl, Karl Schmutzfin, uh, Gina Vonu, um, Samantha Valtere, 
uh, some others who sent me some bitcoins and I received from Gia uh, three cafes because he told me to give one to Isabelle. So Isabelle, I want you a cafe if we meet in person or whatever. So let's go to a musical break and a sip of coffee and uh, continue my story. And for the about 15 people I see across the board, uh, welcome Twitter, welcome LinkedIn, welcome YouTube and welcome Rumble. And please on Rumble, bring me to 100 so I could be live there too and, and create a better momentum because the live are not available until I reach 100 subscribers on Rumble. So let's go into um, a very, very 1999 sound to me and to some people you should also um, remember that. And I think, let me find it here. Is it here? It was there. Oh. Yeah, this. I love it. And uh, I think of an engineer that I love so much. It was his favorite song and the parties that we were touring back then in 1999. So this is for me and some of you, especially from Quebec, uh, a very 1999 song from Lily Fatale. Let's hear it. Back in 1999. This is a musical break of the Dairy Lodge Al podcast, celebrating 23 years of me being a scrum master. Je vais repenser, repenser, refaire un ventile, faire un ventile, 
Feels like it should. Lady Fatale, 1999, from Montreal, Quebec. Franklish, bilingophone. That's the story of my life. That's the soundtrack of my life. Yes, the 90s. I grew up in the 90s. Isn't that beautiful? And now in the background, you have Alice DJ, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. And by the way... Why did I choose Wednesday the 23rd to be at the Scrum Beer? It's because I love numbers and I love money. And, um, and it's also a collaboration with my friend Luke, who owns the uh, Pub du Quartier Latin. Now, we seem to be stuck at eight people. I promised him 20 people. So he booked me some kind of two stable uh, to be 20. So we still have time. Again, the link are in the description of YouTube and Rumble. Uh, and I'm not making money with that. No. I'm asking you to put $10 or $20 on the table to get your first cocktail or your first beer to express one of the scrum, uh, scrum value of commitment. It's a kind of a give and take because Luke and his team... It's a comedy club there. And, and inside the pub, they have services table. Okay? So if I said, book me 20 plays, he says no to other people that want to have a lunch before and between the comedy club show at the pub. And he's losing money. Sort of. So it's, yes, follow the money, guys. But if you think... For some of those who are just jealous and crap into the ego that I'm making money with that, asking you 10 bucks and I will pay you the first beer. And of course, the tip to the bartender, it's on you because an average pint of beer, okay, or a bottle of beer, it's about $9 and could be $12. So I could lose money at the end of the day instead of making money. So it's not about making money for me with Scrum Beer. Scrum Beer will always be a free user group sponsored by Scrum Alliance. But sometimes we need to have something. So anyways, 
And even though back in the day when we did that, a lot of people pay, they don't even show up. So I don't know what's going on. And don't talk to me about the pandemic or stuff. Like, because I see at the crew collective and everywhere that people are happy to gather together. Even Jen Neveu, we talked about it yesterday morning in our great French podcast. So anyways, so please guys, if you want to come and celebrate and give thanks to Scrum the day after Agile Boston, because yes, I'm part of the Agile Boston community since 2006 when I was working there. So much more meaningful, so much more inspiring than anything that could happen in the Francosphere. Sorry, I have to be authentic and say it like that. So be with us. It will be great. It's an invitation to celebrate everything. Celebrate your your great stuff in Scrum. Come and share what you have in Scrum. And I've got a message here. Let's see it. And the chat. Oh, using my other account. It's Samuel. Ah, yes, Samuel. Of course, you're part of my Scrum journey for sure. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much to being there. It was a pleasure to work with you, he says, 10 years later. At the LP, yeah, 10 years after, so in 2009, was that? No, we, we met before that because I was in San Francisco in 2006 and we did launch. You made a mistake, Sam. Or maybe you consider that when I left California in 2009, it is when we became friends. I don't know, but I love you too. Thank you for being there if you're still watching. Oh, yes, this is a very, uh, it's praise you for Fatboy Smith, Slim, Fatboy Slim. 1999, 23 years of being a Scrum Master. And I used to do retrospective with music in the background. Already the Agile Lounge way of doing thing was there and the team loved it. I have to praise you like I should. Feel you like I should. Let's be in togetherness, guys, and celebrate the innovation, the radical management. Scrum and Agile are for high potential people that build high potential team that deliver shit, that they're fun to work with. And, and the most important, they are satisfying the customer that will use their product and services, their application, their everything. Fatboy Smith. Ah, Slim. But Boy Smith is another guy. All right. So for the last part of this show, 23 years of Scrum. What did I learn? What did I learn? Simply that the evolution we did with that, understanding it's a system within a substantive, we subsume everything we do together. And subsuming, subsension is from physics, and, and Mike Beadle, my coach, was also a PhD in physics. He did achieve, I did not. I stopped at the master degree in McGill. But substantial is a concept of all of the element that build the atom. And, and more than that, I, I, I don't want to give you a, a course of physics 103. But you have to understand that substantial is all this interla- interrelation of element that could make a whole or could make a black hole, okay, depending on the pressure, see? And when we applied this interrelation of element into human being and human behavior, you understand Scrum. 
you understand that team of about nine people walking together to complete something entirely or incrementally or 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 and you discover this is a system like the cosmic system okay that <clears throat> that is uh thank you for that um that is oh thank you for the coffee sarah thank you for the coffee it's amazing because i've live on the so when you understand that for me put simply i did start i read that i was reading that chapter by chapter building stuff on the whiteboard in the room that we had located i was also collaborating with engineers that they were more into the lean type of things and we built that first team and we built that first iteration and we built especially we did more mostly then that the, the part of the review with the user and the room so what i've learned is the importance especially when you work with gig or at, at, at my first experience there were i and developer i and engineer they were engineer also working they had all most of them had at least or they were completing a phd in physics or applied science on top of their bachelor and some in case even uh, specialized courses in computer programming and software programming even creating some kind of language or adapting open source language that i don't know all the name and shabang and of course back then in 1999 there were a lot of people with the cobalt knowledge and how we could change things because we needed anyway so that was like very experimental so what i've learned on the first bat and that was evolving till now and now we could uncover things of course I was probably through more as a facilitator, as a gatherer of those people organizing their work and stuff like this, or helping them organizing, because that's one of the thing we made mistake, of course, um, because back then <clears throat> the client wanted me to be a project manager, but the team says like, no, we, we should do this. We should do this. And we want Alexan to do this. So on the front end, I was the project manager. So I didn't have, choice to be in kind of a control and comment, but actually for the management, I was giving them some report and PSR and stuff. Okay. But with the team, I was a servant leader. So probably it's because of that. And I was probably not the only one at the early century uh, before the manifesto and before we, we start evolving with this more real McCoy self-organizing team. So that's why we still have that mistake, but we should not have this mistake right now in our organization 20 some years later. We should not have a leader asking for a PM slash SM. That's completely stupid. As I said, you could be an agile project manager having, and it should be at the portfolio and program level if you still want to stick with the classical approach of project management instead of product development. And that's okay to me if it fits your purpose and you love it and you're with uh, people who don't understand better because they, they're not high potential. They're not innovator like Steve Denning, Mike Beadle, and Schrauber and stuff, and me. That's okay. We're going to meet you where you are, but don't stop saying lie. Stop inflating that you're agile. You are not. But you utilize a couple of things. Oh, that's okay. But anyway, that's me. That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned. That's what made me me 
kind of a renter about real McCoy and stuff. But when I'm serving my client, I meet them where they are, and that's okay. But here on my podcast, I do the fuck I want most of the time, okay? And this will change also uh, in a couple of weeks to come. As I said, the Friday Live Agile will become more, uh, not this marketing tool of selling myself because I have enough, but um, at least explaining it to a more welcoming and creating more open patterns of what, Scrum has become what Scrum is now and with the new stuff we could uncover because it's a system you could configure the way you want. Spotify is a great example of a Scrum-based flat managed company. My guys in Austin, Texas at Urban Acolyte, uh, this API that they've developed and the new company with many type of software it's a flat-based Scrum company, and every of those have a specific purpose. They have a specific market. They listen to customers who are different. So this is why Scrum and Enterprise Scrum, it's actually configured to respond to their needs. So when, when you see other organizations copying that without tailoring that, that's a big mistake. And that's one of the grief I have against Dean and SAFE. And probably it will be even worse with the Discipline Agile because they said that we should just use the tools. But how in practice, when people fake it till they make it, instead of learning it properly and experimenting on it and change it, not for themselves, but with the team. Because this is the second great thing that I've learned in that subsension moment of building a Scrum team. It's... You are not, even as a consultant, even as an agile coach, you are not building the team. You are supporting great pattern by teaching, by coaching, and by facilitating. And you are there to spark and onboard the team and help those who, who, who might need more help to understand the process and to take their place and the self-organized team that they are part of simply. And I would like now towards my 25 years when I will retire from that kind of world and do something else with the rest of my life honored as a businessman. I would like to return to that basic going back to where it all started. Keep it simple, simplify it, listening to the workers. I will onboard into the system that will fit their purpose and their need. So you see, so thank you again, McAllister. You're probably in your early moment of starting your retirement. I hope all your dreams come true. Jean-Yves, was amazing to work with you. Mike Beadle, who taught me everything. Muchas gracias. And all the community of Agile Boston for the years. And even some great Apple Great Apple B at, uh, over at uh, Scrum Alliance. That's still my family after, in that case, maybe 15 years, something like this. And of course, the, I don't know if you see it, the certification I have there, I got it only in 2016 because of the market pressure. And then I play the game, but now I don't play any game. I'm just me, and I'm just going back to the basic of simplicity. So, and something that I often hear from leaders and software architect 
and and those more senior programmer they say we choose you because you are customer centric dynamic and bold this is some reason and purpose why client choose me because i'm customer centric and i should say people centric dynamic and bold they love the boldness without boldness without being a rebel a rebel you don't achieve with these it's we need people like me and people like those who are not running after their tail who are not thinking inside the box we have to walk outside of the line to make this happen in my very first scrum team back in 1999 that was it we were completely opening ourselves into new ways of doing thing and this is four years or yeah for three three two years before the Agile Manifesto that will open with that phrase. And I remember with the architect of that team, him and I, we were opening our kickoff of the Scrum thing with that very phrase. Together, let's uncover new ways. And let's hope that we'll continuously improve the way we are going to deliver that software. That was our phrase. Could you imagine? And... uh Often I receive the comment, even today, in the last 23 years, we know that we could be open with you. You'll be open. You'll be open to let us do why we are here. It's a shame that you are a consultant. We will love you to be our boss. But I said, I'm not your boss. I'm just here to help you, to facilitate the way you want to do things because of your great skill, guys. And they say, we know that we will be empirical with you and you are a scientific base. And we need to try this system and not the usual way with you. So thank you so much for all of the people who have thrusted me into these years. And what could I say? 1999. Let's finish that special Friday Live Agile on a Thursday, November the 10th, before the less we forget and before my trip to decentralized finance. And by the way, there's a show coming up talking about what Scrum and the blockchain protocol have in common. So let's finish the show with Steal My Sunshine. And I hope the sunshine is in your heart. And remember, you are a beautiful people. You are a, one, a powerful person. You are free to be whoever you wanted to be and to do whatever you wanted to do in respect of one another. Cheers and see you the week after on Friday, 12 Eastern. Cheers, guys. Sure, I'm not a
Thank you. 